This is the Complete Discography Podcast, where I, Darren Hupke, and my co-host, Austin Johns, break down the entire catalog of some of our favorite bands. Season one, we are focusing on the Alkaline Trio. We hope you enjoy the episode. Last album. Is this thing cursed? Last album they've done. We were having some technical difficulties setting up this last one, and I made the joke if this thing was cursed, as expected. Um, wasn't that funny, but it is what it is. Uh, yeah, this came out, uh, is this thing cursed? Came out August of 2018. Um, I felt like it was more recent, but you know, that's almost, what? Four years ago? Four years yeah. ago, yeah, which is kind of crazy. This is the new one, but it's uh, not really new anymore. Um, yeah, well, uh, what do we usually do? Where, where, where were you in 2018? What was going on then? Uh, did, you, did, you, did you, way back when, uh, did you listen to this when it was released? Did you give it a minute? Um, yeah. Um, what was I doing in 2018? I was so still living where I live now in Santa Cruz, still working where I work now. Um, I was probably working some odd hours, I think, August of 2018. I remember being aware that they had come out with a new album, and and um, and I think just listening to whatever it was that they had kind of maybe promoted more than the other. I, don't, I forget what songs those were. I think I just maybe started with the first two songs on the album, and just kind of never went back to it until recently. And I think part of that was because at the time I had a negative um, opinion of the previous album which I had also not really given a a fair shot at that time either. Um, So. Hmm. uh, Interesting. I, uh, similar, I mean, I didn't have a, a, you know, a different opinion of uh, my shame is true or anything, but I did, um, I remember it coming out and I think like through um, iTunes or like the Apple music app, whatever, like I added the album to like my library and I was like, Oh, okay. I'll listen to this. and I don't think I did, like, for quite a while. I think that, like, I think they were supposed to be out in October of that year on, like, a tour for it. But um, I don't think I went to that show. And I kind of regretted it because um, it would be, like, a few years until I got to finally see them again, you know. So it was like, man, I should have done that because nobody really anticipated, um, yeah. like, delays and everything that were going to happen with just the world and everything. Not, I mean, just a year and some change after its release. But yeah, the the one tour they set up afterwards, I skipped. Uh, and then I never, and, and because the show came and went, I was like, I didn't feel like this need, lol, I got to hear that new stuff. You know, I don't want to like, you know, not know it when I see him or anything. So it was just kind of just slipped by. And then yeah. I managed to finally listen to it uh, a few times through. But um, I think when I'm not like driving or out of the house, it's harder to listen to music for me. Like I'm not just casually listening to music here at home or anything. So like, uh, especially during like shutdown, like COVID times, I wasn't really listening to much music at all. So like I didn't play it then or anything. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah. Finally, when I caught back up to it, um, I definitely think that it was like the new album, and I assumed it wasn't going to be that good. I don't know why. I don't know where that comes from. You know, like that that new yeah. one. Oh well, the old stuff's always better. You know. So uh, so I think I just had this bias. Like oh, I'm not gonna like any of these songs as much as any other stuff. So no reason to get too attached. No reason to listen to it too yeah. much. And that's definitely like a getting older thing, though, because I don't remember being that way. Like as a teenager or like young adult, I would be more like, 
really open to like a new album like all right you know they've oh, got yeah. a new one out now that's true yeah i mean remember that uh epitaph summer where they were, all their stuff was on sale and uh i think you bought like a a million Collins cd and it had um uh, still a single, or I don't know if it was a single, but the uh, mouse more than man, yes, uh, yeah. you know. yeah, like, yeah. like I bet fans don't listen back to that song and think like, oh yeah, this is better than No Cigar or something like that, you know. Uh, but yeah. at the time, it was like new music, and I still liked it. And you know, I don't know in the scope of their catalog, you know, where that album landed or anything necessarily, as far as like fan receives or like how, how good it was or not, but it was a new album and it was like, regardless, it was exciting. So that, that is true. I think it is definitely an age thing. Um, hmm. Curious yeah. about that. Very curious about that. It's, it's odd. Yeah. It's an odd thing. I don't know. Or even like those bad religion albums. I remember being like, all right, excited for them. And they were, they are good in my opinion, but I'm sure fans like, fans that were there for like you know no control coming out are probably not as like into um some of those newer albums that they put out i would i would guess but yeah you know who knows yeah i mean all those bad religion albums bad religion albums like when i what well, i mean process of belief i think was the first one i had a chance to buy new but buying that and then like the next three albums of theirs like i was like excited for them listened to them a bunch I think it wasn't until like True North for them, which probably was been around the time that My Shame is True, um, maybe a little bit before then. But yeah, they definitely hit an age where it was like, I'm not urgently going to listen to this new stuff. I have enough of their old stuff, and you know, there's no reason to you know taint the waters here. Yeah. Huh. Uh, yeah, interesting. Uh, but yeah, so this was um, this. Oh, I have my notes. This was on their Heart and Skull imprint via Epitaph, but it's essentially, I guess, a self-controlled Epitaph release. Um, the producer on this is a dude named Cameron Webb. Uh, I think it's the first time I've said that name. I don't think this he was involved in any of the previous... No, he wasn't. Yeah. Um, but he worked with... Uh, he's done a lot. I guess he's just a long-time producer, but he's worked with... like In miscellaneous ways over his years, he's worked with Motorhead and Some 41. So I think there's a, a gamut of in-between uh, that Alkaline Trio slots into. Uh, it was recorded in a studio called The Lair in Culver City, California, uh, in April of 2018. So a few months from recording to release, um, which has kind of been typical for them. But this, um, I mentioned it before, uh, but my shame is true. This was five years between album releases, which is definitely their longest span between albums uh, so far to date, which, you know, unless they're currently writing one, you know, they're kind of challenged in it right now. They don't have one out in the next year. I would guess that they probably have something. They dropped like that. I mean, they called it an EP, but it was just the two songs. And I want to say that was like, right. Like, and I think there was even maybe some touring that was maybe going to happen possibly. And then, um, uh, you know, COVID stuff happened. And, oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. They didn't release any music after that. But That EP, which was, what was it called? <laughs> Just the Alkaline Trio EP? I think, or uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's true. So, I mean, I, I hope there's, I mean, there's there's going to be something cooking, but uh, it's just been about four years since the last one. So, uh, but this one from the pre previous one was about five years, uh, which is interesting. Um, and the other thing that I was reading about in just kind of, informing myself on the album 
Um, I read it in a few interviews, and at first I kind of was trying to figure out why they said it, but they explained it. But they uh, they compared this album a lot to Maybe I'll Catch Fire, and I didn't know if like they were intending like to like ignite fans' interest of like, oh yeah, we're gonna sound just like the old days, or this is gonna be because they already kind of tried to pull that gimmick with the last one by having that original producer and everything, and it didn't sound like you know their older stuff. It still sounded like polished and produced like new stuff. Uh, but reading more about it, it was the recording process. Like they had ideas, but they basically worked on a song and wrote a song like all together, recorded it, hammered it out, finished it, and then moved on. And then they just like kind of wrote in the studio basically. And that's how they recorded Maybe I'll Catch Fire. So that's where the comparison came from. Not necessarily the sound, but just like the writing and recording process. That's really interesting um, because I think... I li- I like this album. I'll just you know start with that. But I think on this album, I I feel like it's a, a stronger output from uh, Matt Skiba, and that's not always the case on some of their albums. Where I feel like Dan kind of outshines Skiba sometimes, in my opinion. But on this album, I think uh, Skiba does. Ha- it for me has like a lot of the better songs. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know if the the pr- their process being different had anything to do with that, but well, our our process will break down what we think of their songs and uh we'll figure that out i actually like dan's output on this record uh not that saying that you don't like it or anything but um yeah i'm just curious to know the the bones of it once we get into it um what else did i have here uh oh i found like an article there's a really long like rolling stone i don't want to say long but there was a rolling stone interview uh that kind of talked to both of them and um talked about like the the name of the record and all that stuff. I guess Dan kind of helped come up with it. And he talked about his uh, bouts with depression and um, things like that, that, you know, he never really mentioned publicly much, but just assumed um, everyone kind of knew. And it was always something that's been there for them. But it's just kind of him like acknowledging dealing with it. And the song itself is this thing. Curse kind of comes from like that mental state, that mindset of dealing with depression and everything, Um, which I think is kind of interesting, you know, speaking out and speaking up about mental health yeah uh but there's a lot of other uh like song influences um on here like from skiba he calls out like there's uh uh what the song i can't believe uh, is kind of in relation to uh, the access hollywood like sex tape clip or not sex tape but the like trump audio clip of grab by the pussy and everything um, yeah the Fire Island scandal that he was going to play in with Blink-182, and they were actually the first big band to, like, cancel and kind of, like, sound some concern and everything. Um, and a bunch of weird shit, but I think it's just kind of interesting. He's he's kind of pulling from all these threads, but uh, maybe it just came with the writing process rather than having, like, a theme where he kind of, like, walked in with. He allowed himself to just kind of, like, think about what was kind of hitting him at the moment and, you know, topically and everything, which is just kind of interesting. Yeah. Uh did you uh dig up anything on on this album? Did anything like uh you know from the album like stand out to you or anything? No, I didn't find anything really uh terribly interesting about it. I mean, um I hadn't read what you did though about the or watched interview or whatever it was about that recording process. That was news to me. That's actually pretty interesting, but um no, I can't say there was anything Anything too crazy that I can remember. Cool. Uh, we've been talking about the uh, album covers, too. I don't know if he did it with every single episode, but uh, this album cover is 
um, for Alkaline Trio, exciting for, you know, <laughs> most things, you know, I, I really don't know why they don't just nail it with like their history and their imagery and just all the stuff they're into. Uh, it's just a, a nice red phone against a dark bag backdrop on a red table. Um, yeah. yeah. It's good for their standards, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it's, it's fine. It's just absolutely fine. And it's completely passing, but I guess this day and age, you know, like when do you actually see the physical album covers anymore? You know, like I don't physically own this album at all myself. Um, so yeah. I guess that doesn't really matter as much. Yeah, it doesn't matter as much now, but they just have a track record of not really having good album cover art. Yeah, it's for show. For show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll get that for show. I said show. that the other day at work. Uh, good Super morning Man. had some pretty good one though. That was. Uh yeah. The, the three of them, you know, yeah. that glossy cover to it. Yeah, it had that spot finish. I've uh actually kind of been really interested in spot finishing. I think ever since then. Um, I never really knew how to describe it or what that process was called, but uh, there's like some comic book hardcovers or like some premium ones that like have done that, and I've always really liked that a lot. And so I did that um, that PlayStation book, and I specifically when I when I got a bunch of you know the Kickstarter was successful and I had more money to like upgrade it and stuff, I was like I'm gonna do a spot finish like cover for this, and so like all like the little playstation decals that are like tiled in the background they're all like glossy against the mat i was like yeah this is cool uh but it's true yeah they did do that with uh good morning and uh made it really cool looks great yeah yeah that's a good album cover all right enough talking shit about the album cover for this one let's uh let's get into it i've got my uh notes running let's keep track of our the songs we like in order we'll got a darkness counter on here and the matin down counter uh, like we typically do, but when it's all said and done, we'll actually have a, a final list of album ranks um, from start to I finish. Think, yeah, well, yeah. Hopefully, I don't change. Well, if I change it, I might change them. You know, it's fine. Yeah. It's just I, th- I think I don't know that I've been consistent. Yeah. In my rankings, every single time, but I will. I'll still be able to give a good a good final ranking. I think. Give the old college try. Yeah. Um. Cool. Well, let's get into it. This is track one. On is this thing's curse called is this thing cursed? Is this thing cursed? This goddamn thing's the worst. No one look in that direction, and everything starts to hurt. Is this thing cursed? It's been around for years And every time my boat's about tits up That goddamn thing is near I tried to throw it in the river But it washed up in my sink And now the city cut my water And it's all I have to drink Is this thing kind of kicks up there and then uh there is a uh like matt comes in and helps kind of sing like a little bit in it towards the end or i mean his own little verse this is definitely a dan song but um i do like the collaboration with matt and bringing him in and 
it's got a little bit of a slow build, but definitely a good album kickoff song, I think for sure. Um, it's currently my favorite song on the album right now. It's a toss up for me, but I'm going to put this as my current favorite. Um, no, I think, uh, yeah, once it gets going, it's a really good song. Um, I think when I first was trying to listen to this album, it's like, and it starts with that piano. It's like, I couldn't help but kind of just roll my eyes. Like, all right, here we go. You know, like, <laughs> this is how you're going to start an album off. But once you give it a fair chance and it gets going, it's, um, it's really good. And yeah, I always kind of assumed that this song was about, you know, depression or maybe alcohol problems or something, or, you know, something on the <laughs> you know, personal <laughs> issues and, and demons and things like that, you know, yeah. but, uh, but uh, yeah, I guess. I guess Dan confirmed that's yeah confirmed. It is what I thought it was. Yeah. It is. They are what they thought we were. Um, yeah. yeah, the piano intro, it's it's like light and um, you know it's like not abrasive or anything. Like time to waste, you know, has like a piano intro that you kind of like it gets it kind of like rolling. I think this one um, slow burn to start it, but I think you know it's kicking the album off, so I kind of give it its you know, grace for that. But uh, I, yeah, I do enjoy the song. I think it's uh solid. And then when it starts like really going, like the energy is um, great in the back and forth. is great. Cool. Um, next song, track two of the album. It's uh 13 total tracks. I didn't say that at first. Um, so like, you know, they're hovering around that point. I think maybe this is one more than they, they do on average. Uh, but it's got a 40-minute runtime total, um, which is also kind of about spot on for them. They've been around that mark. Um, the last album, I think, was like 39 minutes. Um, I don't remember the shortest album we talked about it. I want to say, like, This Addiction, I think, is the one that surprised us. It was only like 33 or 34 minutes. Uh, but yeah. Right, yeah. Nothing about this is kind of like, you know, broken any of their, you know, normal strategy at all. Uh, but yeah, track two, we'll go ahead and uh, give this a go. Blackbird. You go, you go first. What are your thoughts on Blackbird? Oh, man, I love that song. Um, I think lyrically it's a lot of fun. It's like Skiba, some he'll occasionally do that where he starts to kind of just use metaphors or go into themes that he normally doesn't always do, but on occasion he will, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of has that, I mean, he's done like the detective thing or like, you know, um, I don't know, this has like the, the spy metaphor to it, which is really fun. And just I love how big the chorus is. Yeah. Yeah, this for some reason this reminds me of like I want to be a Warhol. Like, um, it's like an odd like wait, okay, like you know you're talking about something just kind of like off like you're, you're comparing and making your metaphors like you're saying with something kind of different. So this is like this album's version of that song for me. 
I really like it. Has really good energy. There's just something about it that I'm not like, like immediately like or like constantly blown away by. But it has like it's really well crafted. It's got really good energy. Like I do like the fun like, um, playful like lyrics and all that stuff. Um, and then the 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 end even has a little like interlude thing that I really think just kind of helps like sell the song. But for whatever reason, all the good parts together, I still am not like super in love with it. But it's not a bad song by any means whatsoever. It just does sound like it. I mean, after the whole album's done, this is the one that I'm like, if you could take one off that maybe doesn't fit, you know, like this one is it for me for some reason. I don't know. I mean, Interesting. It's not I, being... I have just the exact opposite feeling about that. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't want to be critical about it because it is a good song. Like if I saw him play it live, I'd I'd be into it. I'd be you know mm-hmm. sing along and having fun. It is a good song. But for some yeah. reason, personally, it just does not like you know. Yeah. Get the jollies there's, there's, off. There's a song on this album that I feel like doesn't, and I don't want to say fit because like you know what I mean. Like if anything can fit. It's their album. But I mean like in mm-hmm. in terms of just theme and and what I think of. For them as a band, there is a song on here that, I'm, that I don't dislike the song, but there's a song that we'll eventually get to or that I have that feeling about. Huh. And it's not this one. Though. So, it's yeah. Not Blackbird. Blackbird's solid. No, no. Yeah. Blackbird's. Uh, cool. Well, next song, uh, track three, uh, another Matt song, Demon and Division. to that song love that song this album starts out so strong uh this this song yeah is probably my favorite song on the album i think um i just like what's what they're doing musically obviously lyrically i think it's a lot of fun i think i had read that um it's kind of going back to his like bike warrior days and they were on that the names of the streets were actually i think damon and division hmm. is where they were like living at the time and it kind of makes sense where he's like, you know, been dodging bullets and dirty looks all fucking morning. And all yeah, that. You know, I think I it's just like you know, the rough life out there on the streets on a bicycle kind of a thing. Yeah. Not saying that's what the song's about, but I had just read that that was like, that's what he's riffing on when he's like, you know, demon in division is damon in division. Yeah. And then this is one too where later on they'll, they'll have uh, Dan jump in. And, yeah, I'll and play get, a little bit of that because I think talk. it sounds yeah. good. Uh, where does it go at? Truck, 
I'd like to listen through that chorus one more time there. But essentially, we'd have listened to the entire song. And uh, <laughs> legally, I don't know how what the grounds are of us <laughs> playing these songs to begin with. But uh, definitely not playing the entire song. Uh, yeah, that song's good. That song's just like super fun, super like, like I don't know, like the music um, is like solid, like Alkaline Trio. I love like that bass that kind of kicks it out too. Um, I feel like everyone gets a little bit of like a showcase in like the little bit of their style that just kind of brings the whole song together. Uh, and I love that chorus. Like, uh, yeah, uh, it's just a really, really good song. And it's really weird because it's like feeling guilty for not listening to the album and everything when this is probably like when all said and done, I would put a song like this, like on like, you know, must play alkaline trio favorites list or something like that. Um, yeah. And Absolutely. yeah, I really like that course. The delivery, his delivery is like odd in a way to like squeeze in the words he's getting, he's squeezing in. So I had to like, actually like go through and like read the lyrics at some point. Like, what is he saying in this yeah. course? You know, but then once you hear it, you get it and it flows. But I was just like, he just has to, he has an interesting delivery to, to say what he's saying in that chorus. Yeah. In my opinion. I love the uh, stupid feature of um, Apple Music. It'll, I mean, I think other things do this, but, you know, it has now come to Apple Music or it's been there for a while, I guess. Whatever, whatever. Uh, the lyrics, being able to like yeah, kind of pull I it mean, up. Yeah. And like, it'll like play along with it, you know, and like a little bit of karaoke. So doing that with like new albums, but even like re-listening to older albums from like any band I like and kind of discovering like, oh, that's yeah. that's what they're saying. Like, oh, I I could have sworn it was always this because my previous exposure would be buy an album, the first two or three listens to like read through like the liner notes and lyrics like booklet with it while listening to it and be like, cool, I I know what they're saying now, but then never really go back and not realize maybe I made a mistake or forgot something and and just kind of going off of um just the a guess or the whatever it sounds like. Yeah, that's true. That that feature though on the like streaming services and stuff, I don't really get to use it often because I'm usually just on my bike. So it's kind of like, mm. you know, I'm occupied, not look at, you know, I'm looking at the road, so. But yeah, that is it's a cool feature. Yeah, I'll I mean, we have a stupid car mount like right on our like you know, right so you can kind of see it if in the car while you're driving. So yeah. if I'm shuffling the songs by default, it'll kind of pop up there. So I will kind of glance over sometimes like, <laughs> oh, okay. Whoop, whoop, yep. Driving here. Uh, <laughs> still being safe. Uh, never been in an accident. Never lost. Um, yeah. So that was track three, Demon Division. Yeah. I agree with you. The album's off to a really good start. Um, next song is Little Help? Question mark. So if so that brings the count to two of the first four songs have a question mark in their title. Uh, they're really going and too. going going to town. Yeah, they're both Dan. Dan is really questioning a lot of things in life. So here's uh, track four, little help. Drink. The truck is waiting on the next train Back to 
little help. Feels like uh, on that B-side set list they're going to play right after that old English song, uh, just musically. Like, there's just like a, like, this is them just not trying to, like, make a song for what the listeners might want to expect of them, but them making a song that they want to make. Uh, it just has, like, a, a good, almost like, like, country, like, twang-ish, like, kind of like a fast, like a foot-tapping tempo. Um, but yeah, I think it's uh, a really a, a fun song. You know, it's not top of my list on this album, but it's it's a fun song. Yeah, I, I agree. This is a fun song, and I I do like it. Um, um, but for me, this is the one that doesn't really belong. Um, and it's it's not necessarily the music. It's probably more so like the theme in the song. It almost has like a folksy like um, blue collar kind of a vibe, and, <laughs> yeah. and, you know, which is fine. But like, I don't know that. Uh, just the terminology used isn't something that I associate with this band or with Dan necessarily either, but, um, Hey, he mentions his old lady, uh, yeah, you know, old lady poured it all down the sink. His, his Chevy down at the shop, yeah, down know, the shop working yeah. like a dog all night or whatever. Yeah. Like, it's just like, it's kind of like, I don't really associate those things with you, but yeah, you do you Dan. Yeah. I mean, like, I guess, you know, if you're trying to stretch your hammies out a little bit, like, you know, these are, people or these are environments and things that have you know run people you know you know run people down or run people exhausted to kind of like um you know want to maybe tap out you know and their own little existences per se not like like suicide or anything but just being down on their luck and everything so like that's you do expect that out of an Auckland trio song, you know, to reference the down on your luck type of mentality and uh leaning into the the that dark side of it per se but um yeah it, it in its delivery is more of an an everyman you know yeah like fun fun time vibe uh but good energy i think it's fun yeah i still like the song you know it's just this would probably be the one where i'm like oh that doesn't really thematically seem like a, an alkaline trio song for me but it's good yeah and w- darkness count at this point still at a zero yeah i gotta think probably zero this album, I think, will probably be pretty light on that. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that they should be fondly remembered as a dark band, you know, in that vein, when it, in reality, it was more of just an era for them. Uh, and it wasn't even, you know, like we said, it's not that they were dark and mysterious themselves. It was just that tongue-in-cheek kind of, like, reference and uh, atmosphere they kind of brought to it. Um, or even, like, the, their get-ups and stuff like that, especially around, like, the Crimson oh, kind of true. time. Yeah. There. So they kind of brought some of that reputation on themselves for sure, you know. That's but, true. Yeah, I guess that was more of just a, a phase or something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a phase, mom. Um, we. It's not a, uh, track five. Uh, we'll go on to. Um, I can't believe. Um, the first appearance of an apostrophe in the album titles on this. If we're looking looking for things uh <laughs> but i can't believe i uh, met met skiba For the best 
That song for me was a, uh, a grower, not a shower. Um, I think my first listen to it was like, ah, this is like an album track. Like this is, you know, like we're kind of padding it out. Uh, but the more I listened to it, especially like that chorus, uh, it's like a complicated one. Again, kind of like you mentioned with the Demon Division, like the vocal, like the way he's delivering like the words and the lyrics, like over the song, it's like not just like poppy one, two, three, four, like, um, uh, like to leave me on the outskirts of this seven edit or I just like the delivery of it. And uh, it's kind of a complicated, you know, lyric and all that stuff too. That's kind of split up in that way. Um, but yeah, I really like, I love this song. Like this is a, a super solid, like Matt song. And again, one that like buried in this album, you know, there's a chance I could have maybe completely skipped it entirely as an adult, but I'm glad I didn't. Yeah, I think I kind of had a similar experience with it where I didn't necessarily, I wasn't crazy about it at first. And it kind of has that, you know, that uh, repetitive kind of um, delivery there to start the song. And then it kind of really kind of kicks off and gets going. And there's something about the, um, but it eventually really grew on me. I think it's that chorus and um, like the energy and the, something that Derek Grant's doing on the drums, I really, really like in this song. And it just kind of drives it for me. It's like, just gives it like a, a really good, like building energy for me in it. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a really good song. Yeah. Skibo was fired up when asked about this song. Cause I said at the beginning, this was um, kind of after the access Hollywood tape, you know, in reference to like Trump and grabbing by the pussy and everything. I said that twice now. Um, he, uh, I have the quote right here. He, <clears throat> let's see, blah, blah, blah. We have a new song called, I can't believe after the access Hollywood. After the Access Hollywood tape came out, I've been in complete shock and awe that Trump just didn't get Roadblock right there. People kept buying it and supporting him, and it's unfucking believable to me. Being a feminist and a pagan and someone who considers mother nature, not father nature, that guy is the enemy of everything I stand for. He was a sexist, rapist, fucking racist piece of shit. Is one, will always be one. I'm having a hard time saying his name, but his followers and the state of this nation that I love and that I'm proud to be a citizen of. He's attempting to pull the fabric of its being apart. And uh, yeah, he kind of goes on a little bit longer, but hot. Wow. Hot and uh, frustrated, uh, which I wholeheartedly agree with. Um, I mean, not necessarily the pagan Mother Nature bit, but um, <laughs> the, that's been his thing. That's his jam. But yeah, yeah wild. wow. That is an impassioned, uh, you know tirade or whatever you want to call it yeah, it's yeah. Just... he doesn't normally get pol- i mean their music doesn't really get political they're not like anti-flag or bad religion or anything necessarily who just speak on that not that they can't speak on it but they've always just kind of let their songs just you know be and yes they are influenced and inspired by things and you can you don't necessarily pick on that pick up on that per se just reading the lyrics alone here but reading about where the inspiration came from it does add more context to the lyrics for me yeah, yeah, I had no idea. Um, that, yeah, that they, that they were related until you, you mentioned it uh, before we started. But yeah, yeah. Well, uh, any other thoughts on that song? 
It's a, is it resting high in your list right now? Oh yeah, for sure. It's this is still like Skiba hitting on all cylinders for me right now in this album. You know, I don't think he maybe has a couple songs that aren't, you know, but for the most part, I think he really, really delivers on this album, and that includes this song. This is yeah, right now that's that's pretty high up on the list. Yeah, this is great. Uh, but we'll keep it moving. Then we'll go into track six, uh, "Sweet Vampires." That's the uh, first song on the album to have just two words in the title with no additional like question mark or explanation mark or punctuation of any kind. Whoa, 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 whoa. What about Blackbird? Is that Blackbird's a one word? Blackbird's one word. Blackbird's one word. One word. Oh, got yeah. it. Yeah. It's, it's the name of the yeah. plant. SR71. Yeah, okay. Uh, so Sweet Vampires, track six. guitar riff that kicks off the song and is that little bridge um that's one he pitched to blink 182 and they're like ah, i don't think so matt we'll work on something different because it, it it sounds blink 182 to me you know like just the way that it is like like long sustained and then it kind of changes it's i don't know it, it's silly but it's definitely a matt skiba riff but like i can hear it in my head like like is this is a, a blink like musically was this a blink song he pitched that they were just like nah we're out Huh. I never thought of it that way because I could also. It does sound really Matt Skiba like, and it's, it kind of sounds like riffs that have been in like older for sure Alkaline Trio songs too. So you know, mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't put that connection, but I could you know wouldn't be surprised if that were what really happened. But um, that song, I think I could see how some people would just be like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's a pretty standard Alkaline Trio song. And I mean, it kind of is, but I really like it still, dude. Yeah, but I also really like this band. So like. Uh, I just think it does, I mean, musically it is maybe a little bit um, standard for what they do, but it kind of has, like, it just reminds me of, like, an 80s pop song at times. Yeah. And um, I think he does a lot of fun things with the lyrics, you know, like the, the, the what is car it? crash, Mulholland Drive. Yeah, live, like, on the fast, next one, car like, crash, uh, Mulholland Drive. Dumb yeah. dick, I think, something like yeah, that. Yeah, like, he uh, says dumb dick later. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. I just like I just appreciate that. I think it's, like, just fun. Uh, yeah, and it's really good. I mean. Uh, it's clearly like a, I mean, I don't want to say positive, but, uh, like a love, love song or like, you know, kind of getting sparked by like, you know, meeting somebody is how I kind of interpret it. You know, I mean, it talks about the beginning, like you showed up and showed me so wrong. You were right. And then he was, uh, at home with the notion it's me, myself and I, like he like was kind of like, you know, single guy. Like, that's his thing. It's not a big deal. Maybe kind of settled on that. And then it's just kind of like 
caught him by somebody or something caught him by surprise. And um, then like the chorus, like, yeah, like, you know, if we should live forever, like sweet vampires and like being together, like, obviously there's like the love analogy there, I feel. Um, but uh, I'm going to slap a darkness count on this. Uh, I thought you were. Talk about bleeding from their eyes, vampires. Like, come on. Like, like there's just lyrical rep manifestations there. And yeah, yeah. Both <laughs> bleeding from our eyes. It's, it's there. Well, I guess darkness. we'll have to put it in there. Listen, if not, this album's going to go down with none. And uh, at Probably this true, yeah. point, I'm going to go back. There's been plenty of albums with one or two albums with one, one album with two. Uh, oh, damn. From here to Infirmary, we, uh, we gave a zero in the darkness counter. Holy shit. I, and it's, I mean, we, we already got that wrong. We got to trust our past selves here. I mean, why would we have been wrong? Uh, I mean, we can, you know, it's on the tape, dude. We can, I mean, we, 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 we have so many running themes that we're keeping track of. I think we definitely <laughs> forget to cover some of them. From I mean, episode, so it's possible we just forgot. Darkness count zero. I mean, it's... the evilometer trademark. <laughs> trademark guarantees, not guarantee. Um, it... Oh man, I'm thinking about the. Well, I don't want to get off too off topic on this, but yeah, okay. Well, yeah, darkness count one. I'm gonna give it to it. I don't want another. I don't want another zero. But zero apparently is your favorite album of theirs. So I mean, uh, maybe we'll see. Uh, next song we're looking at, we're going into track seven, uh, Pale Blue Ribbon. Uh, the first track referencing a pun of a beer brand, maybe? I don't know. Okay, I got nothing for this one. Uh, track seven, Pale Blue Ribbon. <laughs> It's fine, you know. I like it all right. It's um, another solid song, but yeah, it doesn't really maybe hit the heights of what the other songs in this album have been doing for me. Um, but another one of those I could see. I mean, kind of like Sweet Vampires, where it's a little bit standard for me a lot mm -hmm. of for most of that song. Um, but it just doesn't really do as much for me with like the lyrics and I just sure. it's not as, yeah. Yeah, I, I like the song. I, I agree. It's it's fine. Good, B minus, C plus range and all stuff. Uh, kind of what you'd expect, um, or what you'd hope from, like just hearing a good Dan song. Um, I personally think that, like Dan's songs on this album, they're better on the back half than they are in this first half. I don't know why they chose to kind of sequence them this way. Maybe just for fit or flow or whatever. Um, but I do like 
the remaining Dan ones better than these two that we've heard so far. But that being said, still fun songs, still good songs. Yeah. Like still happy so this, about yeah, them. This is his his third song right now. And yeah, the I mean, I, oh, I'm skipping. This, is this thing cursed? Um, yeah, in that, my head, that one's that That's, is a, a pretty good song. Though, yeah. I think. Yes, yes, but, yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah. Yes. So I'm sorry. I'm just comparing that to Little Help. Um, and yeah, obviously the album opener rightfully deserves to be there and is um, better than these two. But again, this is an album we've already had some really strong like standouts and all that stuff. So it's um, of course you're going to be you know mid card when there's already been like three um, borderline four like really solid hits uh, hits in my vernacular, not most people's. Uh, I don't know what you know. Whatever. Uh, next song, "Goodbye Fire Island." Uh, this is one about that fire fest and uh, the involvement that the that Matt had, like with with kind of potentially almost playing there and everything, and that's where the inspiration came from. But track eight, "Goodbye Fire Island." <laughs> song too just kind of to fade out on um feed me pills and happy meals comes up later <laughs> that's such a good line too he's got uh, a lot of really good lines in that song yeah um, what does he say right there uh a white meat festival yeah, yeah. like just the, the, the ocean filled with plastic bottles and uh just and like the waste waste all i don't have the quotes here but he talked about um because where where was this supposed to take place at? What island uh, or what? Firefest. It was some. I don't know where that was. It, uh, but either way, what was disturbing to them was that this like hotel and festival ground was kind of on a separate island. Um, all the workers and all the employees of that were not lo- uh, locals to like the country and all that stuff. There are people who are collecting a paycheck and profiting off of this land and everything, basically. Uh, when they could have hired like local people to help them help their economy, help their country and everything. Um, and it was like this uh, tourist festival. So like you just imported all these like rich white people to like kind of come in, trash it up, make it their own like little like playground and then like leave it for worse. Um, and I love the lyrics. Like obviously again, it's a song that hearing about his inspiration, everything it makes all this sense, um, but like, or, or not all this sense, it gives you way more context for some of the metaphors and all the stuff he's making in the songs. Um, but it makes me like it even more. Like, uh, like it's super, super fun song. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, um, just from context, I knew that it was clearly about, uh, 
I mean, I assumed that fast in uh, particular because of the the song title and everything. But um, um, yeah, I did. I guess I didn't realize that they were like in, invited to or were or potentially going to play there or whatever. I wasn't really aware of that. Um, but uh, yeah, I really really like this song. This is again, Skiva's still hitting on all cylinders, man. There's a part later in it where like it just kind of like bridges out to kind of like quiet and like mm-hmm. he's like. Uh, that hey ya uh, like line he's like yeah and then boom like it kicks in the chorus just roars back one more time like it's just too good it's yeah. damn too good um love the song i say that and i didn't put it i didn't slot it in at number one and now i'm kind of like re-guessing if i should do that or not hmm. uh hmm, interesting but solid uh solid song we're getting into the final single digit track and the first four letter track uh stay uh is what it's called by dan things have been getting pretty rough around here No coffee cups flying round the room Just daggers born from tears Let's try to crawl out from under our breath We can never break up so I love you to death The man I'd become was so comfortably dumb I believe you could mean it but you're not having fun And I'm sorry to breathe I guess some time ago but just recently I learned what it I'm gonna skip ahead a bit just to hear the chorus to the course but um <clears throat> yeah that is uh are right, you go ahead you share your thoughts oh yeah i'm a big fan of this one um it's yeah so this this is yeah dan finally probably put it you know better output for me or a song that i just like more um um you mentioned it before. I don't know. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know if there's, if that's a thing, but it, I mean, you know, obviously he has that song that we can never break up. Yeah. And that's mentioned. And then like. It it sounds like he's referencing maybe past song titles or past like lyrical points he's made. Maybe. Yeah. And I didn't also do any research to try and like pinpoint if that was the case or not. Um, but it would be like creatively like a meta of him to kind of like self reference self-reference himself and everything um and i could believe him doing that and it feels like that so i mean i guess he can get the points for doing that but uh yeah it's what it, that's what it seems like to me too yeah unconfirmed on that but it feels like that's what's happening and it could be just a coincidence that he says god damn it but the is, we can never break up i feel like has to be like him referencing yeah. that song right i mean but i was trying to think about this song because i really do, this is my favorite song of his uh on the album um, I believe. I mean, we're not at the end yet. 
let's see. Uh, no spoilers for 15 minutes into the future. But um, it's like a glass, um, a glass half full song sung through a glass half empty is like what I thought when I was driving home from work the other day. Because like lyrically, it's like, you think this is like about people who like aren't good or aren't right. Something's not working and all that stuff. But like, that's like the half empty, like aspect of it in my mind, but like half full ultimately, like, can we just stay? it's not about breaking up or ending things or whatever. Like, you know, you kind of like find comfort in and realize that, you know, for all the ups and downs, you're still in it together and everything. And that's actually a positive thing or a healthy thing uh, for a relationship. Um, like not necessarily that like all the things they reference in the in the lyrics are healthy, but um, ultimately I see it as like a good song, like a a a, a happy or a not not necessarily happy, but a glass half full song. Like I said, um, yeah, I don't know. I just I really like the play that it's had like with itself. Yeah, that's a really good analogy. Uh, yeah, that that is true though. Like the, musically, it sounds like oh man, this is a sad breakup song on the album, but. More so, it's like, oh, there's a rough patch that we're going through, but let's work it out. Everything's going to be good, you know, kind of like yeah. in the lyrics themes. That's that's really true. Yeah, we may break up, or you might leave me still, but not today. For now, can we just stay? I can't, you know, <laughs> damn it. But uh, yeah, uh, yeah, really good though. I really, 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 really like that song from Dan. That might be up there. Um, I'm not going to fucking say that. I think I said that in every episode. <laughs> something about okay. like one, one of my favorite dance of all song like yeah no we'll we'll see what that ultimately is when i look at the data <laughs> uh cool but that was stay uh the last uh single digit track on the album now we're going into uh fart attacks heart heart attack sorry my bad <laughs> different song that was a weird owl cover uh track 10 heart attacks <laughs> It's time I should be leaving It's time for me to go A painting on my ceiling And your footprints in the snow They found you Christmas morning Beneath the tree in the front yard The sound the screams the morning As we censor burpee cards Hide your coat on acid washed Brain of shame, what's all lost? They said that they I am going to play one more bit because that song does like kick up the energy and uh, and then we even get like some Dan backing. So I'm going to play that. It's got a little uh, folksy bounce there you know, when it kind of comes back. Uh, this is a an interesting song. Again, super like, um, I don't want to say risky, but like you know, again, like the delivering like kind of complex lyrics, you know, over like a unique melody within like a structurally um, fun song. Like I think it's good. Um, I really like the playfulness of it, and I think uh, it's uh, really, 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 really good at the end of the day. 
Yeah, musically, it's pretty playful, but the lyrics, for sure, I mean, I don't know if it's some personal experience or somebody new, but it sounds like a pretty sad story there, you know? Yeah. um, But yeah, I really like this song. Um, True, though, yeah, that is, those are, thinking about that, actually, those are difficult words to to, uh, alliterate and enunciate, I guess, as a chorus, and he does, like, a really good job still again on this one. And then it's almost (laughs) breathless, um, like... From line to line, like hi, Chicago and Astrid Wash, Rain and Shame and Total Loss. They said they did all they could. That boy's been dead since childhood. Leave me alone to end. Like it just keeps that's, that's rolling. That's true, yeah. Um, but it's delivered well and it's uh, interesting and it makes a creatively, like varied and creatively fun song. Um, but at this point, like Matt's been, like you've mentioned, like hitting on all cylinders, like it's just another fun i don't want to say like risk or gamble again but it is just him like doing something different uh and still nailing it you know within the same album yeah yeah he hasn't had a miss for me at all yet um yeah well as you say that uh, i'm not gonna pretend like the next song's bad or anything but uh track 11 uh unless you had any other thoughts on heart attacks um, no, I like that song quite a bit. I think I remember it being one that did take me a little time to, to, for it to kind of grow on me a little bit, but, um, yeah, I think the album in general is a grower, not a shower, like top to bottom, you know? <laughs> yeah, that might uh, be. Yeah. The, uh, the other thing though, oh, there's having Dan like in the background, you know, like, like sharing a couple lines there in the end, like there's a lot more collaboration, um, that we haven't completely called out, but I do like that they've like participated with each other, like in multiple songs now, um, which yeah. is really cool. Uh, anywho, track 11 worn so thin is next. I'll start out fresh. song also has a fun little bridge at the end just goes right back into the chorus which is just solid um but matt showing up um there in the back again that collaboration um i love this song like it it starts out like you're like ah okay another just uh paint by numbers kind of what you'd expect maybe from dan type of song but then once that chorus kicks in and it's like just like shakes up the tempo on you and just like it's like i don't know like a different kind of like it it does break my expectations from what I would have assumed would have come from Dan uh, and then makes the song just um, 
a lot more better for it. Uh, but I, I, I just really enjoy the energy of that song. Yeah, yeah, I'm a big fan of that one too. You get that uh, angry Dan uh, vocals, you know, which is awesome because obviously the uh, lyrics that he's, you know, uh, that he's written there all like seem to be you know anger related yeah. stuff right where he's like you know he's he's heated or something about something uh he's heating up and then in that chorus i just love the uh the drumming again just yeah. like drives the energy where it feels like you know yeah i just said uh, that's a good one solid solid performance from all of them on the album for sure and then yeah apparently you just don't want to tell dan to calm down you know if he's uh <laughs> it's if a he's shortcut just, if he's skin. drinking or doing anything you know don't call him don't tell him to calm down uh, he does yeah. not apparently does not like it. I think this, but like you mentioned, this album probably has the most instances of them like sometimes for shorter bursts or sometimes for yeah. fairly long bursts, like having that you know both of them on a song, like mm-hmm. singing or doing like you know um, back prominent backing vocals, vocals and yeah, that kind of thing. Which we both always said like, oh, I'd like to see more of that, you know? And yeah, a hundred percent. Like, there's so many songs like in other albums where it's like they've just dubbed themselves over for their backing voice or like dubbed themselves over for that extra layer or something like that. When you have another singer in your band, like let him record that, you know? Uh, And this is like definitely like paying off in spades. Maybe it's because the way they talked about writing, like they worked on a song until it was done. And like, you know, rather than like baking a song until almost being done on their own and then showing up to like their practice or rehearsals or whatever, like together to like, cool, this is what I had. This is, you know, what do you think? Cool. Yeah. Sounds good. Like, I think that's, that's gotta be it. Yeah. Cause there was, I don't know. Yeah. I just know that it seems like they live in three different places and you know, yeah, for sure. In the past, their recording process has, has not been as, um, I guess just collaborative. Like, yeah. You know. But I'm I'm happy for it here. Yeah. That was track 11. That was a Dan song? Was that the fifth Dan song? Uh, one? Fourth or fifth? Was two, it? Three, four, five. Yeah. Fifth, okay. Uh, and that was the last Dan song then uh, on the album. Um, hmm. Track 12 is coming up next. It's the first track to feature five words. Uh, Throw Me to the Lions is the name of this one. violence uh but yeah what do you think of uh this song what do you think about throw me to the lions i i I do like this song um i actually really like it even listening to it now i was like wow i feel like this should be ranked higher for me but it's just more so that the rest of the album is so good for me that this one um has to slip a little bit but uh no it's a good uh a good strong traditional uh alkaline trio song some fun lyrics in there. Um, 
he references God in this song from that, that sicko, sicko up, up above. Up above yeah. <laughs> I think that's super it's good. It's raining cats and dogs of locusts from that sicko up above, I think, yeah. yeah. Oh, such a good That's rhyme. a really good one, yeah. Uh, and I, I, I'm not going to count it, but um, this, it starts out with, you know, craving double feature love, like probably like B horror movies type of situation, you know, um, from the gods of Hocus Pocus to the goddess above. Um, I mean, I feel a little, a little darkness-y in there, you know, but it's not. It's, I mean, it, it's too far of a stretch to try and do that. But um, yeah. yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there. I, uh, I like you, I think this is a, a solid song. I think if this song was on, like, My Shame is True, um, like, it probably would be like up in the top three songs for me, you know, maybe. Uh, but here, just because of how good it is, it isn't. It's like middle of the pack. Um, but not because it's not a good song, but just because there's just been um, a lot of good stuff from them, I think, uh, for me. Uh, that being said, we're on the old, the old ultraviolence. Oh, I mean, he has to be referencing like Clockwork Orange there. You know, he, he talked oh, yeah, about there's no way. <laughs> the David Lynch Mulholland Drive reference earlier. And the one, you know, like he, he's got to get a, a Blue Velvet reference in the previous album. He's got to have like a Lynch thing, it feels like, at this point in his life. There's no way he doesn't. I mean. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah. this, the old ultraviolence. Um, good old Clockwork Orange reference. Um, heard it was a book. Uh, I thought it was just a movie. But um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, track 13, uh, Crystalline. Never said what I was thinking the night you turned up at my door. I could tell that you'd been drinking as we went crashing to the floor. You came from Santa Monica, teardrops in your eyes. We passed out in the shadows of a lonely Thursday night. We kissed away our memories, fucked away. That's a good closer. I like the, uh, I mean, I don't want to say it, you know, just to put it in other people's brains, but like, you know, the, the cringe worthy, you know, like emotionalness of it. Like, I like that about like that, uh, like the chorus, like when he just like picks up and this is kind of like more, you know, more like screaming or yelling rather than just trying to like sonically like sing it or anything. I think it makes sense to, the lyrical content of telling the story of this relationship and everything too, uh, just kind of adds some texture to that. Um, but I like it. I mean, it's not, it's no radio necessarily, but, um, you know, from like a, like a really like raw emotional, like closer type of thing. Um, but obviously you have to like echo and compare that because it's in that same ballpark, like from, like the song structure being like that acoustic-y and being kind of the emotional type of 
vibe. Yeah. Or what's the title of the the closer for um, Good Morning, right? It's um, another one of those acoustic, slow yeah, let's, um, closers, you know? Let's roll back. Forgetting the... Is it just your coffin or mine? They wouldn't... Is it really called that? I don't know. Yeah. No. I don't know, actually. Why do we not know this? We've been doing this for four years now. Um, <laughs> no, if we never go inside... No. Blue in the face. There it is. Yes, blue in the face. Okay. Yeah. Um, no, this is like this is a really good song, and it's um, it's a really solid closer, like you said. It's just it's not one for me that I could like, and that's the case for a lot of those um, like just tempoed songs. I I can't really repeat listen to this as easily as I can, um, like every other song on this album gotta kind of be in a mood for it um it is it is really good though and it does continue the theme that skiba likes to do us tries to get one in every every album that it seems like almost but he has just the woman's name title oh yeah and you know and he just yeah, that's what it is you know he's yeah, he actually, dorothy this one wasn't about a woman named crystalline it was actually about crystal meth uh he's battling some demons demons uh, the, crystal method, yeah, the crystal 90s method group. yeah yeah it's about that uh, early EDM um, band. Um, yeah. So that's, uh, is this thing cursed? Oh, yeah. I got to plug this in an album rank here. And I feel like I almost want to, I think that, I know that. We're going to have to come back together for like one more like wrap up. Because, I mean, yes, we've done, we've did what we set out to do in charting and discussing and breaking down, like, their complete discography. But we we do have, like, some, like, favorites and, like, some, like, B-sides and some things that are, are worth talking about. I definitely don't think we're going to be able to cover them all because that's just a, a whole ton of content there. But, you know, a song like Hell Yes, we have not been able to talk about because it's not been on an album. Uh, but there's some, there's some good stuff out there. Um, yeah. Uh, and then, um, yeah, so I think I'll share, obviously we'll share our current, like we'll share a breakdown of our songs here and then we'll share the current album ranks, but I'm willing to even potentially go back and reshuffle those and maybe have like a, a different breakdown, like a different album ranking. Cause I, I, I already kind of want to reorder this in my head, but I don't yeah, you, want you to do that. Old stances early, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did. And, yeah. uh, Yeah. So, um, but even looking at mine, I kind of feel that way too. Where I'm like, yeah, but I don't know. I don't know if that's how I feel. But yeah, this is what I have. I, yeah. Yep. Well, uh, let's break down this album though. Let's go through our, what were our favorite songs and uh, and go from there. And then we'll do the close it out with the album ranks. And uh, yeah, um, I'll start my number one song on the album, uh, "Demon and Division." Okay, and I'll name mine after a short <laughs> message from Purple Master. <laughs> Uh, no, I have to say one. Uh, Demon, Demon Division? Division number one. Oh yeah, it's, just, it's like an all-time great song for me from them. Like you were saying, or like earlier, if you were to make a compilation of like their best stuff, like I, I think most people are going to put that on there. Yeah, I mean, and it would be sad to have not even listened to it because you're like, oh, that's that new stuff. Nah, I got enough of their old stuff. I don't need any more new stuff. Uh, that's the life I was living until until Aaron actually told me, like, dude, you got to listen to this album. It's really good. I was like, okay. <laughs> I'll finally do it, I guess. You can't, and then... you can't trust Alkaline Trio, but you can trust a friend. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
My number two. Uh, goodbye, Fire Island. Wow. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa there. That's yeah. That's a really good song. Um, mine is for sure not going to be uh, as highly ranked by you. Just talking earlier, but it's a uh, Blackbird. Yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah. It is not. But again, this album. I mean, from two through like all the way to the bottom like it's like yeah. it just sucks to be a song on this album because they're all like pretty solid you know like i mean little help i think we'll agree um doesn't like it's really not going to rank on this at all because uh, i mean it doesn't fit like the theme doesn't fit well for me but musically it's still like a good yeah. like a good fun song you know yeah but yeah uh so your two was blackbird okay go go your three so number three, I've got I Can't Believe. Ah, I can't believe that you chose that for your number three. Believe I that. chose Sweet Vampires for my oh, yeah. number three. That's a good one. But my number four was I Can't Believe. And my number four was Goodbye Fire Island. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, so then shoot your five. Number five is Sweet Vampires. Okay. So it seems like we liked a lot of the same songs. Yeah. But just not, you know, exactly the same. Well, I'll, yeah, except Blackbird for me. Um, You're right. The uh, let's see if this fits though. For my five, I picked Stay. No, interesting. Okay, Stay. If I be all right, that's okay. Uh, I'm already second guessing my six, but you go ahead with your. Wait, are you on five? Uh, no, my five was Sweet Vampires, but my six is uh, Worn So Thin. That is my six as well. Mm-hmm. Do I really? Yeah, one so thin. Yeah, I'm like wondering if I maybe need to change that, but no, that's that's right. My six also worn so thin. My seven, heart attacks. Okay, uh, my seven is stay. Okay. Okay, you go your eight. So eight, I've got heart attacks. Okay, my eight is throw me to the lions. Hmm, interesting. Um, so number nine, I've got is this thing cursed? Okay, number nine, I've got crystalline. Whoa! Yeah, <laughs> I charted higher for me than is this thing's cursed, which is my ten. Yeah, hmm. that's my ten. Which just felt really weird adding songs on top of that because it is a good song. It starts the album off well, like it's uh, good energy. Uh, it's got both Matt and Dan kind of like having fun in it. Like it sets the stage, but it got bumped down all the way there to 10 for me, which is just super crazy. That's a, it's crazy to me too, to have it at nine. I'm like, that's a really good song. And it's apparently my ninth favorite song <laughs> yeah. on the album, but okay. Uh, so what uh, is your 10? No, uh, yeah, 10. I've got throw me to the lions. Throw me to the lions. Okay. Uh, my 11 is blackbird shows up uh, down there, <laughs> but it's not, <laughs> it's not down there. It's just there. Blackbird. Yeah, it's in the basement of the album here. Uh, <laughs> so even though I had my criticism of the song, I, I have a number 11. I have little help. Really? Okay. So yeah. my, that was your 11? Or is that your Yeah, it, it doesn't like ruin the song for me necessarily. It's just that, like I said, it's just like a theme that I don't think of from Dan or Alkaline Trio, you know. Oh, my 11 was Blackbird. Your 11 is little help. Okay. Yeah. My 12 is Pale Blue Ribbon. Okay, mine too. Pale Blue Ribbon, number 12. So and then, then that, my 13's Little Help. But what does that make your 13? 
My 13 is Crystalline. Last oh, song on oh, track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Least yeah, favorite yes, song, apparently. Yes. Okay, yeah. That makes sense. So, I mean, outside of the Blackbird, and Blackbird and Crystalline did shake up our lists, but essentially from there, uh, we kind of felt same energy from that, uh, which yeah. is good. Uh, so final track counts. I didn't share this. Matt had eight songs. Dan had five songs, um, which he had four on the previous album, three before that, four before that, four before that, five on the old Good Morning. Uh, right. So this tied his output with Good Morning. Uh, I was curious to know where that set because I don't remember everything we've talked about. Uh, yeah. But that's what my notes are there for. So then current album ranks. Um, I'll share mine first if you want to go after me. But mine, yes. after this is done, it's 10 albums from them. Um, <laughs> this is so weird to read this. Again, we've recorded this uh, when we've been able to have time. Like, it's been a while since our last recording. Um, and so, like, actually, I don't know the date that we recorded the first episode. But it's been, I mean, it's been, a, like, this is 10 episodes we recorded, but it's taken, you know... A really long time. Yeah, a year plus, you know. You just said 10 albums. I'm looking at my list, and I'm like, am I missing one here? I might be. <laughs> Wait. Six, seven, eight. Nine albums or 10? Oh, yeah, yeah. They have nine albums. What am I okay, saying? Okay, good, they, good. Yeah. I was like, fuck, did I, what am I forgetting right now? <laughs> I hated one so bad that it's just off the list. But because it's been so long, I'm reading this list, and I'm kind of like, <laughs> what Darren wrote this list? But this is a Darren in some moment wrote this list, and I... I mean, they're not wrong. They're not bad, but Crimson is my number one album. <laughs> <laughs> it's so crazy. I'm gonna go. I gotta go listen to the album and like be like, yeah, this is what I say is their best album. Crimson, <laughs> Chris Crisman. Oh, I think it's actually pronounced that way. Uh, that is my number one. Number two, Good Morning. That's justifiable. Uh, three, I'm not that, I'm trying to sound like I'm crazy for saying Crimson is. I say Crimson is, one. Good morning, think... two. From here to infirmary, three. Maybe I'll catch fire, four. Is this thing cursed, five. My shame is true, six. This addiction, seven. <laughs> this has got to be wrong. God damn it, eight. And then agony and irony, nine. How is God damn it that low? Under this addiction, I said? Under My Shame is True. Man, those really came back up, and I love them more than... I, I got to give them all a listen and like, get like in close proximity to each other and then re... I'm not going to lie. I've always thought that your all-time list was, was just wacky. And I was like, how can that be? We agree on the songs in the albums. And then he's like, oh, no. <laughs> but, then, but then I guess we're not really comparing the albums. We're just breaking it down each one. And so, yeah, I mean, yeah. it is what it is, you know? <laughs> Crimson is at the top of your list. Right? Number one is Peak. You really love the darkness, then I guess, because yeah. that's the darkest album, I think. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. I had that good piano oh. intro to start things off. Yeah, and you better have time to waste because it's long. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> um, I need to confirm its length uh, real quick. Oh, just that song, that piano intro, I mean. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a four minute, 11 songs, 11 second song, 43 minute length uh, album. Uh, so they make so, up for it uh, elsewhere, but um, okay, yeah, I'll go ahead and go then. I've boom. got uh, yeah, number one, I've got from here to infirmary. Number two, good morning. Number three, is this thing cursed? Three, dang. <laughs> yes, it skyrocketed the rankings, dude. Uh, number four, goddamn it. 
That's crazy. It beat out goddamn, but that's just how it is. Number five, Crimson. Six, My Shame is True. Seven, This Addiction. Eight, Maybe I'll Catch Fire. And nine, Distant Nine, Agony and Irony. Yeah, that's that's their their bottom one. Uh, it's weird. I think Maybe I'll Catch Fire is low on your list, in my opinion. But, I mean, I guess it's probably more egregious that Goddamn It is as low as it is on my list. Um, mm. Yeah. Under I mean, yeah, that, that's one, too, where I could maybe have it a little higher looking at this. Like, maybe I would put it above this addiction, or maybe even above... I don't know, it just gets hard with, a, like, a few of those there. I put this addiction above it. Above maybe I'll catch fire? No, above Goddammit for me. Eat oh. me alive, dead on the floor, off the map, piss and vinegar, dine, dine, my darling, the American scream, lead poisoning, fine Draculina Dorothy, this addiction. Yeah, I can't read that. That's a good insane. album, <laughs> Like, yeah, I can't read that and say that I'm not not right for organizing them in a certain way, but it's interesting. That's what I thought. Um, what I want to do now, though, um, is I'm going to take, like, my top three songs off of all these albums and make a playlist out of it. And, uh, like, and see just, which one wins. And just, gen- just genuinely see if I have, the, like, the urge to skip a song while listening or if I just allow it to just play right on through. Um, I'm, pr- I'm not really a a skipper i'll I'll, for some reason in my head like to make sure a song can play through if i've committed to it and everything anyway but still if i have a a good like playlist made of like my top three songs from all these albums i think it'd be like obviously i should enjoy that quite a bit that would be interesting cool well that's it uh final album for the time being We'll uh, obviously have to reconvene and do it again when uh, an inevitable new album comes out. But um, I do think that um, at this point, since we've recorded all the episodes, I'll uh, begin the editing process and we'll have them released like weekly. We have not released any of these until they've been complete and finished. So we'll actually be in a position to have them out there and live and on the air. Um, on the air, on fucking streaming or whatever. <laughs> uh, the, the the thing I would be interested in, though, is like any like feedback or opinions or thoughts or anything people have, like who are listening to it or anything, um, to like you know reach out to us because I do think we we should come back together for one more episode after we've kind of gathered some thoughts and time in between, um, and then talk about some like B sides and talk about um, some of the the, the remains uh, are out there. Like their album yeah. remains of all their B sides and everything. Yeah, they've got a lot of good B sides, so it'd probably be worth, uh, you know, talking about and maybe throwing out some of our favorite ones. Um, cool. Any final thoughts from you then? Any? Uh, I mean, we just did all nine albums. We've got the entire complete discography complete. No, I mean it was fun. You know, it's like good just to to shoot the shit a little bit and then. Um, also, like it made me listen to those a couple albums that I hadn't given the time of day, and one of them ended up being my third favorite album of all time from them. And even um, uh, my shame is true. I never really gave a fair chance, and that actually is uh, I really like it, you know. So that's really cool. I don't know why I didn't do that yeah. in the first place, but you know, I put uh, the acronyms for all the album titles in my list for some reason. I didn't write them out. Um, yeah. None of their albums are longer than four words. Uh, in title from here to infirmary maybe i'll catch fire is this thing cursed my shame is true 
They do that a lot too, though. That's odd. Yeah, there's. I mean, I have there all, are one one order or yeah, crimson and goddammit are one orders. Good morning, this addiction are the two, and then agony and irony, whatever your definition of that and sign is. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, because that strange and sign appeared, that made it drop to the bottom of my list. It broke up this feng shui I had of one, two, four, all the way down to two, one, or whatever. It's just stupid visual. Um, cool. Well, yeah, I don't know who's really listening to this and who enjoyed this, but hopefully uh, it made you think about, you know, your own interest in these songs, these albums, maybe even pulled some potential lost or hidden interest out. And uh, yeah, if you have something, we have a a Twitter account. Again, I mentioned this in a previous episode. Um, I should definitely mention at least now to be sure, (laughs) because we're done recording. Oh, at C Discography. So, C discography, like complete discography, but C discography. Um, I think there's a, I think I made an Instagram for it too, but I forget what that is. It might be the same thing. It doesn't matter. Reach out to us if you have some thoughts while these are airing. If anybody has any care into it, that's cool. Thanks a lot. Uh, and then we'll get back together um, in some point in the future after it's all been aired and everything and uh, see what we think about it after that and do the B-side stuff. Cool.